Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 130. 130 in your hymnals. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. And joining me as always, the Sussman, Rick Sussman, playing it. I, I would say you were what? You were doubtful or questionable heading into today's game. Uh, um, game time I, decision, I, I, I guess. I would say that um, like Tom Brady, I'm never at 100%. <laughs> um, so everyone just needs to back off and uh, accept the fact that I'm doing the best I can with the opportunities I've been given. And... Uh, Screw you, I guess, would be the best way to look at he's, it. He's day-to-day. Day-to-day, folks. <laughs> We're all day-to-day, Tom. Yes, that's true. We really are. And the vocational, the Vucani, Chris Vu. Hi, Chris. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. I, the, the prodigal son. Yes, you have returned. Do you, do you call it? <laughs> prodigal? 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 Prodigal. 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 Yeah, son. prodigal. prodigal. I'm, I'm like three rolling rocks in, so... Oh great! Hey, yeah, so you'll be you'll be asleep in the corner before this is over. <laughs> no. Don't don't You've persuade the man, Eddie. He's trying yeah, to I've show heard, how much I've he heard cares. plenty of those stories, Chris. <laughs> He's trying to show you how much he cares about his craft, Tom. <laughs> the peak the peak for Chris is very short window of time in this situation, yes. and then it just it, the drop off is steep, very steep. Yes. Well, we should get to it. Yes, we should. Before Chris so we are, out uh, before I stop breathing. <laughs> we're coming to you on the evening of Sunday, February 18th, 2018. And uh, we're going to start in the world of sports, naturally. And pitchers and catchers reported this week. That is right. Just Stay Open Volume 3 continues. <laughs> Major League the, Baseball the is back. Just Stay Opening? Yes. The, <laughs> Just stay open with a vengeance now. That's what this is. <laughs> I hear they're making a new one of those with Bruce Willis. Of course they are. Of yeah, course they, they are. are. Why would they make another? The last one was awful. Why does don't do any more? I can't say I've ever seen any of them. Wait. Any of the Death Wish movies? Oh, no. I'm talking about Die Hard. You guys are talking, oh, about, Death talking about Death Wish. Oh, yeah, yeah this is a remake Wish. of Death Wish. Yeah. With him, but no, no, Wait, I was. Don't, you don't like uh, Bruce Willis with Samuel L. Jackson solving puzzles. Oh, that a one's a great. Video game. Die Hard with a Vengeance is fantastic. Everything after that is terrible. <laughs> I've actually forgotten that they made. Yes, they made okay, two they more. Made... Okay, there was one. I can't even think. The of one with are. the one with Justin Long that takes place on Fourth of July in D.C. with uh, Timothy Oliphant as the bad guy and Kevin Smith. In a cameo, and then there's the one. Did he direct that one too? Uh, no. Uh, oh, okay. Who Len Wiseman, who did the Underworld movies, directed that one. Uh, and then uh, the fifth hey, one is called "Live Free or Die Hard," and it takes place in Russia with uh, Jay Courtney, Captain Boomerang from Suicide Squad, playing uh, John McClane's son, or Varro from uh, Spartacus. The show. Okay. Yeah. There. Oh. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing I geek out over. <laughs> the one thing, really? I've seen well, all yeah, the comic books one. in your house, Chris. This is true. The, the red ones are unread ones. <laughs> anyway, so baseball is back, 
And of course, we have the yearly promise from Commissioner Rob Manfred that we're going to change the pace of play. We promise we'll have it by next week. We'll have more changes to make the game faster. Uh, Some of them look interesting. They always do. They always yeah. do. And they always implement some horrible, watered-down, knockoff version of these proposals because the union doesn't want them to actually put in something that will change anything. Is it, though, that, like, are the players so short-sighted that they can't see the, the writings on the wall and that if they continue to do whatever it is they do, they, they'll have no more fans? The truth is that the players' union refuses to give an inch of anything to management because they, at one time, and may not be anymore, but they were the strongest labor union in the United States of America. What? Not just in sports, but for the better part of 20 years, they were the most powerful labor union in America. They won everything, and the owners got nothing, and they refused to give an inch. Is that how, like, ingrained in stats that baseball is? Is that, like, they keep stats of, like, the union and their wins and losses? Well, no, but, like, as someone who's followed it, for many years, I, you look at the uh, every time the collective bargaining agreement has come up for renegotiation, basically since the strike in '94, um, the players always, the union always wins. The guys always get more money. They always get more everything. The, the owners never really get much, um, which may be part of the reason why the sport is in the state it's in now. <laughs> well, I, I'm not kidding. Like I like. Okay, A, we have a pace of play issue. Uh, they have the pitch clock, which is gone now, but may come back in some form. Uh, they're trying to tighten up the length of visits to the mound. Um, I don't know how they're going to really enforce that unless they make sure the umpires get on board with that, and that's that's just that's like changing player habits, changing umpire habits. It's just as hard. It's also it's also very like touchy. Like, do you really want? The only thing, listen, listen, look, look, look. The only thing they need to do is institute a pitch clock, and everything else will be fine. And enforce I, it, right? I, yes, yes. Yeah. Just, just trust me on this. Yeah. Twenty-four seconds is a gargantuan amount of time, and if you can't figure out how to get the ball over the plate in that time period, I'm sorry, dude. Then you just can't play what we are going to call baseball from now on. I agree. Like, Thirty seconds. What? And like, how do they come up with an arbitrary 24? They, they're, they're proposing 20. Um, 20, 24 20 is the is shot clock in the NBA. Yeah, uh, that's where I was going off. The NBA okay. shot clock is 24. Uh, in college basketball, it's 35 in the men's game. Uh, it, the play clock in football between plays is like 40. Maybe like 30. So are we so sure that, you know, there seems to be this just debate back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Is it just the pace of play that's keeping the casual fan from watching baseball? Or is it something more? Is, is, will speeding up pitches fix it? It won't is, fix it. Is that the it. only thing that's holding it back? It's not the only thing. It's a step, I think. Uh, is it I, a big step? It's significant in terms of yeah. the history of the game. There's never been... I mean, except for a couple of years ago when they had the warm-up clock in between innings... Um, there's never been a clock in baseball. That was one of the things that made it different from all the other major sports. 
uh, was there was no clock. Um, so it is a significant change in terms of, you know, from a historical standpoint. I don't know that it's going to speed the games up by a huge measure. I mean, you know, you still have pitching changes and warm-ups and mound visits and, and you know, all kinds of things uh, that make these games long. Well, I don't know that they're gonna ever going like, to tweak that. Like, are you going to, I mean, are we ever going to see a two hour average time for a baseball game? I don't think so. No. And, and, and I think that's the reality is baseball takes an, in just an, a, a horrible long amount of time to play a game for today's audience. Um, yeah. But I mean, the I NFL games are three hours and people right, watch Right, those. right, right. But they're, they're better suited for television. Agree. Yeah, and that's agreed. that's the thing about baseball. And we've been over this, you know, a yeah, hundred times yeah. about what baseball could do to fix itself in terms of making it more appealing of a television program. I don't know if they'll ever come to pass, but I, I mean, that's really the issue is football. Everybody does something for two seconds and then, you know, you could flip between channels or scratch your balls or something like that. Baseball guy throws a pitch 17 and a half minutes later. The next pitch is thrown. And I love baseball. I grew up in a baseball stadium. We've been over this again a million times. You're not going to keep people around, though. You're just you're just not. OK, yeah. unless they fundamentally change the game. Right. Like it may. I mean, I hate to say it. it's like I, I know just keep the doors open and just try to stay alive. Blah, blah blah. That whole thing. Maybe it's just it. The sport is incapable of evolving to the point where it will be just attractive to a modern audience, right? With where people have very, very short attention spans, you know, like think about video games nowadays, right? I think microtransactions on the base paths is a great idea. (laughs) Yeah. 99 cents, you know, for this and that and the other, you know, the Royals would have won, but they didn't purchase enough Zen this week. So (laughs) they're not going to be able to get that third out. Uh, Yeah. Not enough mana. Has been purchased, you know, for him to pitch. Well, I mean, you know, wouldn't it be great if, like, okay, we're down to our last strike, but hang on, I just paid two hundred grand. Now we've got five more pitches, regardless. <laughs> like, is, we we just traded Dontre. It's fine, you know, we'll be okay. Yeah, I, you know, here's Chris. You may be right. It may be that the game, uh, that the time, the the world may pass the game by. I don't think we're in imminent danger of that happening like in the next five years, but it's possible. Um, I think part of it is, is, is I think to Rick's point about it not being as exciting for television as other sports, it's the game is slow. There's a lot of dead time. There's a lot of downtime in the NFL as well, but they can fill that with quick highlights from the other games going on at the same time. The NFL benefits from only being on once a week. Or having most games on once a week all at the same time where you can jump around and show things going on in other places to fill that dead air. Baseball's not like that because there's games every day and they're not always all at the same time. Yeah, it's like at odd hours of the day, right? Like right. Like all... so I mean, there's like a there's there are waves day to day, but not every single game played that day is on at either one start time or another. There's very you know, it varies. And so instead, you fill the dead air with a lot of uh, statistical analysis and things that are interesting to people who follow the game intently, but they're, they make it very um, opaque and dense 
for casual people to get into it because it's like, what the hell is wins above replacement? What's OPS? What's on base percentage? Like, why do I need to know all these numbers? It's too much math. It's just too much math. And so it's difficult to make it interesting for television in that way. I blame Moneyball. <laughs> I don't think it's Moneyball. If anything, that. Moneyball made more people aware of the advanced <laughs> statistics uh, in baseball. But I think I think that the the in slightly increased popularity of those things now and people talking about them more and more during the games makes it harder for people to to get into a rhythm of caring about the game if you're just casually in and out. Well, that the, yeah. the well the game doesn't make itself available for casual fans either. Like part of the the mythos of baseball is oh well you know there are just certain things that happen that you know take for example the Hall of Fame that is decided by men in their upper two hundreds and and anyone who disagrees with them you know oh well you just don't understand baseball. Okay, sure, I don't understand baseball. That's fine. But also, we're not making money anymore, so maybe you don't understand the concept of profit. I think there's a lot about baseball culture that people simply don't give a shit about well, and yeah. until somebody recognizes yeah. that. I think that's true, too. I think that's yeah. what's stopping a lot of these changes from happening is the, the old guard. Now that good or bad, they're that, that generation is dying off. Um, but who's replacing them. That's kind of the problem is that, you know, the younger audience wants to see something quicker. Maybe they want to see higher scoring. I think part of it is a personality thing. Um, there's, there are not the, the major personalities in the game, the game's biggest stars at one time, the biggest stars in baseball were some of the biggest stars in the country. That's not the case anymore. Um, I Correct. think if you showed a photo of Mike Trout, or Giancarlo Stanton, uh, or Aaron Judge, the average person on the street, they're not going to know who those guys are. Um, whereas if you showed them a picture of Tom Brady, or Drew Brees, or Rob Gronkowski, uh, they're absolutely going to know who those guys are, even if they're not a football fan. Um, so what does baseball do? What, what is, what is, baseball's got to figure out a way to get on back on network television during in prime time. Uh, rather than just the Fox game of the week on Saturday. Uh, you know, they're not on any other network. You can't get, you know, if, if you're in a market that doesn't have an NFL team, you can still get NFL games. It's harder to find a baseball game that way. You only get it on Saturday or Sunday nationally. Uh, otherwise, it's on a regional network. You know, it's, it's not, the NFL is on, you know, on major networks nationally every time there's a game played. That's that's a big part of it. Um, the, the league needs to market its stars better, as well. Um, they don't they don't do a great job of that. They really don't. Hmm. Is it okay? So, like the outside looking in here, not, not a baseball fan, certainly not a football fan. Um, baseball. The more I hear about it, the more I discuss it with you guys. There's a certain. <laughs> About the players, there's a certain, like, persona that just seems to permeate. Like, they don't seem to be, like, regular people. Like, I don't know, like, football, you hear about all this, just, the, the, this, like, violence and whatever, and just drug issues. And, and, but they seem like, like normal people, right? 
it's like every bit of sort of like gossip, if you want to call it that, that we hear about baseball players and stars is that they're, it just seems to be that, that they're super prima donna ish. And it's like, it's almost like they're not human. Like, not that they're not human, but they're not like an average person. And, and, and it's like, it's, it's like sort of like first world problems. Like you guys are bitching about this and that and the other. It's like, not you guys, but the players themselves. It's like, is that like, is that really what you guys are complaining about? Like you're paid $200 million, you know, and just throw the fucking ball and hit it over the fence, man. You know, um, I don't know. It's like, it I, just I seems mean, like you have a point there. I think, again, I think that's part of like, you know, NFL players are more famous. So when they get in trouble or something happens, they, it gets, it gets more press than a baseball player. Okay. So we're player. not, we're just not hearing about it as much. It's yeah. I think that's, okay. I think that's part of it. I think another part of it too, is that, um, you have, uh, what do I want? What am I, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, Major League Baseball doesn't do as good of a job, I think, publicizing things like community outreach uh, that as the NFL. The NFL is involved with United Way. Their players are always, you know, Drew Brees is building houses in New Orleans after Katrina, and J.J. Watt is getting, you know, money donated for Hurricane Harvey victims in Houston. And, you know, those are all great things. And there are guys in Major League Baseball doing good things too, but you don't hear about them because the league doesn't do a good job of publicizing them. Um, because the because I think that all ties back to the league is very standoffish. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah, it's very it's, old school about that kind of thing, right? And they don't they don't they have been very slow to adopt um, changes in society and the way people consume media, and they've been very slow to adapt. Period. Yeah. Just period. No. Yeah. yeah. In yeah, general, right. like. Just in general. Like, um, it's... If, if there's one thing that they... Like, let's let's use... <laughs> WWE as an example. No, um, we've got a lot on that this week. <laughs> but I mean, like, if there's one thing they do really well is market the shit out of a hot personality, right? Whether it's a good guy, bad guy, or whatever. And... Or fucking, what, NASCAR? Like they, uh, I don't think NASCAR has really done it real well, but no, I, I hear what you're I saying. Can, well, I can like, name more. I, I I think average people can name more NASCAR drivers than they can name baseball players. I can. That's very that's very true. That's very true. I mean, like but I like, know about. You know, it helps that yeah, they're it, that's an individual sport too. Like they're yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, like you take the so, you take the helmet off and it's a guy. You know, it's not a team jersey or anything. So like. So obviously it's a systemic issue with baseball. It is. And part of it too is it's harder to get kids into the game because it's more expensive to play. You know, football yeah. and basketball, it's one ball and a group of kids can play. You only need one, football, one thing. You got to have helmet and pads. No, you? you not to play touch football in the street. You need a ball. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And that's it. You know, to play, yeah, to play tackle football, you need a bunch of equipment. But that's when you get into the organized leagues later on. But to just pick up the game and learn it as a child it's easy because you only need one ball for, you know, 22 kids up, you know, right in baseball. Everybody's got to have a glove. You can't play without a glove and gloves ain't cheap. They just aren't, no. um, you know, you could share a bat, but you still, everyone's still got to buy a glove. 
but either way, you got to have a bat. Right. Somebody, yeah, so you you got to have a bat, a bat and yeah. a ball, and, and everyone's got to have a glove. You need more equipment. It costs more money. Um, it's... So barriers to entry. Yeah, so that is a major barrier to entry. It's a major barrier to entry. Business term. Yeah, and it's a major barrier to entry for so proud of uh, You know, for lower income people, people in inner cities, and and baseball has, you know, they've had this RBI initiative now for decades, where they've tried really hard to bring baseball back into uh, the inner cities to get more kids of color to play the game. Because it's something I, that they noticed happening. So that's a thing too, right? Like marketing, right? It, oh yeah. Like they, like the inner city. I mean, like how many of those kids are like? Full? Well, it's not just I, it's I, not just the inner city specifically, but it's any like kids don't want to play baseball anymore. The no. the game in and of itself is not accessible. It's just right. I mean, you, you know, gotta, you gotta have, go to a park. Yeah, you can't. You gotta have a field because it's a, you need a wide yeah. space. You can't just that's play true, it in the yeah, street yeah. in front of your house. You know, I mean, you could play stickball like like our parents' generation did, or you know, things yeah, maybe, like that. But that nobody does that anymore. That. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like nobody does I mean, that I, anymore. I I played stickball, but okay. Really? You're, I didn't you're realize like you're eighty five years old. World Rick. War Two, Rick. <sighs> I want to get into this. Can we move on? <laughs> Rick was around when Peyton Place premiered on television. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Can you make? <laughs> Just say, you know, Mr. Wizard, okay? Can we, Mr. Can we Wizard Mr. was Wizard? in our our time. That's our definitely our time. Good. The, um, anyway, um, I used to watch so it in black and white. Baseball's got baseball's got like a problem, and pace of play is not a like fix all. Like they yeah, still got like, a lot of issues. That's not a magic bullet by any means. Um, Absolutely not. Because it's like I, if the if the. Okay, so let's let's say pace of play is picked up a little bit, right? Like this, they institute the pitching clock. Yeah, let's say so we get down to what two and a half hours a game instead of three. Let's say that. Are people still something going to start watching? No, probably not. Right. No. Um. Okay. What What's the? I I I'll tell you what the when who is it? Sammy Sosa and and yeah. McGuire. Because yeah. that made like national we're news. The shit out of balls out of the field. That was what, 70, 70 home runs they were looking for? They were chasing 61. That was the record. Um, McGuire ended up with 70 at the end of the year. With 70, okay. So, like, we, we need another hero in baseball, right? Like, Yeah, they, you need something newsworthy like that. Now, right? Although the record is, yeah, 73. What does it take to get that? Uh, uh, steroids, uh, for one. <laughs> uh, and human growth hormone and, uh, you know, some other things, because that's how they got there in the first place. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Um <laughs> But like Giancarlo Stanton hit almost 60 last year, uh, ostensibly clean for all we know, clean. Um, yeah, who cares? It's just 60 home runs. Well, like, exactly. It's, it's not anything close to the record. That's what I mean. Clean. I want to see 95 fucking home runs. Yeah, right. <laughs> with the balls on fire. Like, well, that's, that, that's that's the thing. Like for you know to get to get uh, mainstream you know media attention like that, you've got to have something like that happening. You got to have somebody chasing a. A undefeated, a win streak record, uh, a counting record like the home run record, you know, the hitting streak. And and unfortunately, because there are so many damn games in a season, those are really hard to get. Yeah. They just really are. They're very rare. So it's baseball has a laundry list of problems. Um, and not the least of which is our next story, and that is uh, Tim Tebow, who... <laughs> <laughs> the Mets GM says 
will play in the majors, quote, at some point. Thank he, you. Thank you, everybody. In, Thank you. Yes, Rick Rick was a year early, uh, but uh, early. he did I call it. That was early, yes. Nostra Dumbass called it. Uh, Tebow is going to be in Major League Spring Training Camp this year, which is something that is a rarity for someone who has not played above high single A in the minors. Um, yes. But uh, the GM says, well, because he started so late in his age, we want to try and accelerate the process. It's the process, Tom. Yeah, the you process. The process. The process of selling tickets and jerseys to get people to come to City Field <laughs> and watch this terrible team. Oh, make no mistake, they're going to be awful this year. <laughs> oh yes, no doubt about it. No, there's no doubt they will be awful. Um, I. The circus is coming to town, guys. The circus is. Coming. I mean. It, isn't this the point though? Like, isn't this part of why we're here? Like, you know, it's time to sell tickets, boys. Like, can we really be that upset or have that many issues with this? Well, considering we were just talking about what ba- something baseball needs to do to get attention, um, this is a way to do it, I guess. <laughs> to have people start T-bowing in the outfield and all this nonsense. And and why not? Like, honestly, just yeah, let's go for it. Let's let's shoot the moon, kids. You know, we might have two, maybe three seasons left. Let's just get this done uh, while we can. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was a minor league pitcher. Why don't they sign him? Somebody should sign him, and uh, then they'll All get right, lots of attention. They ain't going to stand for that flag, though. It is America. Yeah. <laughs> right? So Yeah, but now we're talking about attention. You want to effectively kill baseball? I mean, it's killing itself already. <laughs> let's let's not you know just let's not load two bullets into that you know <laughs> chris dropping hate left and right I mean, he's, like, but he's not wrong i didn't like, say well, he was wrong <laughs> what point did i say he was wrong no did he really play minor league ball though? yeah he did he throw he's a, he was a pitcher he throws 90 miles yeah. an hour um, oh, shit. i mean if no team's gonna hire him then maybe right he if he can't play football maybe you should go play baseball yeah i mean <laughs> He would be like the perfect like heel, right? Right. Like all He's not a heel. He's not a heel at all. He is an angry white man. Well, listen, you know. Take that flag. Um, oh no. What's what's the rule in baseball for the flag? How does that work there? Uh, they had a Some... player for the A's. Neil knelt. He knelt last year. Uh, one yeah. guy. They just they haven't done. A lot of players haven't done it, but um, they're allowed to. They're allowed to. Yeah. Yeah, it's just what like was football. The president calling they, out that dude. You know, uh, one guy on the Oakland A's because because Donald Trump never tried to buy a baseball team. Let's go with that. Oh, come on. Enough. Yeah, that's Enough. it. We're going to we'll move on now. <laughs> Enough. Um all right, we'll move on. We had we had another kind of baseball story, but we'll uh, we'll save it for next time because I don't think it's going anywhere. We have <laughs> a bit of uh of sports business news we'll talk about. Uh, let's call it that. And uh, the first thing is business news. Yeah. In a sense, well, a little bit, a little bit of both. There's Um, real sports news. And then there's real news about a fake sport. (laughs) There you go. Let's go with that. Sports entertainment. (laughs) Like I said, like I said. All right. So the first thing is, uh, Fox in the midst of having sold a lot or about to sell a lot of its, uh, holdings off to, uh, Disney, uh, is doubling maybe. down on the NFL. Yeah, maybe. We'll get to that. Um, is doubling down on NFL. Uh, they have acquired the rights to the NFL draft beginning this year. So for the first time 
Uh, since it's been televised, the draft will not be on ESPN. It will only be on oh NFL God. Network and Fox. Um, oh they're, and they're working together. So you'll get, it's going to be the same broadcast. Where in, in recent years, there have been two competing broadcasts, one on NFL Network and one on ESPN. Now you're just going to get one homogenized uh, broadcast of the draft, which is like we used to get. Um, but it will not be on ESPN. It's going to be on Fox. It's kind of uh, the end of an era for sure because ESPN, was they were the ones that like made the draft into a spectacle. It used to be a conference say, call. Like, it's kind of democratizing it now, right? I mean, like you don't have to have cable to watch it now. That's true also. Now it's on broadcast television. For no one to watch. Does anybody want? I mean, like, it's yeah, a it gets thing, right? it gets good ratings. The first the first day gets good ratings. Um, it's gonna be weird though seeing it on prime time in on a network instead of on ESPN. Um, I I guess like I I listen. I like the combine because I think it's cool to watch people like I I like for instance I watched uh, the you NBA like watching Saturday guys Night run Night. the forty yard dash in shorts. Like yes, that. I think that's who who doesn't want to know who the fastest dude is or who the best at something is. I mean, that's why we watch the fucking Olympics. So yeah, I do <laughs> want to see who the fastest dude in short shorts are. I want to know that shit. Uh, I'm sorry if that offends. No, you. it doesn't. It doesn't. It's, I find it funny. I um, would rather watch that than football. <laughs> like Chris, if I told you that there's a part of the combine where they get these dudes to jump as high as they fucking can in the air, and then they're like, okay, that dude can jump the highest. Would you not be interested to hear more about this? Yeah, I would. That's, <laughs> that's what they should just turn baseball into. Just make it the NFL be, combine. Ooh, it could baseball just be a skills competition from here on out? Oh, that's not God. a bad idea. Oh, Chris God. has got some good ideas tonight, Tom. <laughs> it's, the, it's the rolling rock. I, uh, yeah. All kinds of ideas. I wish to subscribe to his newsletter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So anyway, so, so Fox is also trying to acquire. They've acquired Thursday Night Football, and uh, there there's talk now that they may go after Monday Night Football in a couple of years. Talk, 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 talk. Lots of talk. Um, Good. But, you know why they can go after Monday Night Football, Tom? You know why? <laughs> they don't have to pay money to like run their movie studio anymore. Well, there's that, and who's if I'm not mistaken, Fox Sports was part of the deal, right? No, Fox Sports is staying with Fox. Oh, Fox, okay. Well, never mind. So Fox 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 Sports Net, the the regional networks like Fox Sports Bay Area and Fox Sports uh New York and Florida, those are going to Disney. But Fox Sports 1, the Fox Sports Department, uh the TV, the Fox Network, that kind of thing, those are staying with Fox. So they're doubling oh, down actually... on putting football on those channels. It's interesting oh, see, I, that because there's like the whole UFC deal with Fox Sports One. No, nobody that watches would have been UFC very anymore. Very strange. <laughs> like it had gone to Disney, they would probably just try to find a way to eliminate the UFC or make it like super kid friendly. So wrestling. <laughs> so wrestling. Um. So yeah. yeah exactly. So the draft will be in a different place this year, and and. If well, that is definitely happening, and we'll see about the other stuff. But we have some real news about a fake sport now. And thank Rick, you. Since this is your thing. I'll let you. I'll let you take it away here. All right. So, um, as you guys may or may not be aware, and quite honestly, I don't know why you would be aware to begin with, but the WWE had its brand split uh, many months ago. So now 
there is Monday Night Raw, and then there's uh, Tuesday Night SmackDown. So the idea is that these are two totally separate entities, and they compete against each other for ratings or some bullshit. Are we good with that? Is everyone okay with this? I agree it's that it is. The program. It's still all... It's, it's still, still all the same. Yeah. So is yeah, there yeah, one... All... Are there two separate World Heavyweight Champions now? Correct, correct. There's a SmackDown champ and a... A raw champ, and do yes. they ever wrestle each other for like a unified title? Yeah, it's like well, they... not not they they haven't yet because that would unify the belt, and then there would be no need for a brand split anymore, right? Right. So interestingly enough, um, <laughs> the WWE had been running something like sixteen pay per views a year yeah. because they had two giant rosters uh, of two yeah, guys and girls and. Everyone's, you know, very happy to be there. So, uh, yeah, let's 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 do this. Well, as it turns out, there's not that much interest in watching 800 different pay-per-views a year or however many they had. And uh, yeah, they're going to go ahead and after WrestleMania, which is in April, they're going to cut it back. And what they're going to they're 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 calling it more pay-per-view for your buck, you know, bigger, bigger and better. But what's happening is they're just cutting back and both brands will have a pay-per-view every month as opposed to each of them having their own pay-per-view. So like uh, in May, there's only going to be one pay-per-view as opposed to two or three like they've been doing. And why this is happening on paper uh, for those who aren't paying attention is it appears that maybe the fans are experiencing a bit of you know, fatigue or they're just not interested, but they're not filling arenas. It's pretty obvious. Like they're doing like, a lot not, of things. Though. Oh, no, no, not at all. I mean, think about it, dude. How much do you think it costs to go to a wrestling event? Like, uh, honestly. Like a pay-per-view like that? Like or just a regular old taping of Raw? Yeah, uh, either way. One or the other. Uh, oh, like 100 bucks. Yeah, a little less you, than that. Yeah, like it's it's like going to a football game, right? I mean, it's comparable. Right. Like between 50 and $100, uh, depending more, on where you sit. I would say you're closer to a college football game or maybe okay. like a basketball so game. So like so but, like between twenty and eighty dollars, let's say. Right. And if you want the premium, you know, I want to sit next then to the timekeeper stuff. Then you're looking at three figures. Right. Or four, depending. Right. Okay. But it's not what you would refer to as, you know, a ridiculous sum, to be quite honest. It's actually pretty reasonable. For um, I mean for professional sports. Yeah, yeah, or it professional is. entertainment yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah, it's reasonable. Yeah, I mean, the cheapest UFC tickets are like $200. I yeah, mean, it's not that. It's, it's not that high. Um, but that's because the WWE tours more than the UFC and, you know, all kinds of things. But they're cutting back because they can't sell tickets. Or otherwise, why would they be doing this? Like, whatever spin you want to put on it, good on you. But it seems pretty clear what's happening. And so just isn't it from the outside, yeah. It's an attendance issue and not a sales issue in terms of pay-per-views. Right. So because you've got the WWE Network, you don't need to go to these pay-per-views. You could just watch the network. You can watch it at all. Right. Home. But, I mean, they're not losing. Like, there are fewer people, like, paying to watch this at home, too. Like, because, I mean, there's the WWE Network. So why would anybody buy the pay-per-view? Which buy you can the still do. Right. Right. It, it, it's just it's cheaper it's to just of, get a subscription to the network if you really care right we talked about that a couple yeah. of weeks ago that you know why pay two, for two pay-per-views when you could just buy the network and then you just watch everything at you home. get everything yeah it's just interesting to me that this is happening to the wwe 
um, because I guess they're experiencing a lot of fan backlash from all those wrestlers, you know, kneeling during the national anthem. Wait, what? (laughs) No, nobody. (laughs) Not in Vince McMahon's league, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. But one has to wonder, like, isn't that why people aren't going to football, you know? Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with with the uh, easily and more digestible availability of the product on television. Has right. nothing and to do with WWE, that. The, the WWE makes watching this product at home incredibly easy and downright and affordable. Fun. Right, yeah. and and um, it's be, like it's almost a better experience. Unless you're sitting ringside, you're definitely not seeing what you can see on television. Absolutely not. So, so yeah, I'm looking I mean, at the schedule here, WrestleMania. WrestleMania to me, and this is the um, I guess I I'm an old 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 wrestling fan. That should be like the premiere, like the 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 prestigious one. Why is it the first show of the year? Well, it's not. It's not. The Royal Rumble is in January. It's technically the first show of the year. But the wrestling, um, how do I even explain this? Um, the wrestling calendar. If you look at it like a television series, this might make more sense. WrestleMania is like the season finale. That's a, that's okay. That's a, it. Should be the okay. last, right? Right. Yeah. The like way the that Super NASCAR Bowl, has like the championship. The Super, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like even so, though NASCAR's just, just most famous race is the, the first one, the, the fiscal right. yeah. year ends in April for them or whatever it is. Mm. Or um, you call sure. It. I don't think it's anything that significant. It's just that's where their storylines tend it's to a, wrap it up. It's a television thing. Rick. Rick was you nailed it, Rick. Because the because yeah. wrestling is on. It's a storyline on television. It's a TV show. Yeah. So it's the calendar of their. Weekly events is set up like television before because of sweeps and ratings and all that stuff. And so then it all comes to a head in the big championship match at WrestleMania, which you're right, is the season finale. Makes sense. Seeing so much redundancy here in these. Okay, so um, mind you, I'm trying to just figure this out. Uh Backlash. I don't know. What's the shtick behind that? Well, it's the backlash. What what shtick do you need? It's the lash of the back. Lashing that's on the back and not the front. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> it's the backlash. Yes. Um, why, so why is that so difficult? Money in the bank. I'm assuming there's some yeah. sort of like giant cash prize. Well, no. Online. What you do is uh, at Money in the Bank, you win um, an opportunity of your choice uh, to uh, go after one of the two titles um, whenever you want, and you uh, literally win a briefcase, and and because you have the briefcase, you can cash in whenever you want. So the chances that you win <laughs> are money in the bank. A pay per view. On what is it, deal or no deal? Basically, <laughs> no, like, I mean, it's like transmedia. The, the, the right. prize it makes more sense case. if you just watch it. All right, all right it, just, right, it makes right, more right. sense if you watch it. So, no, so I'm seeing some redundancy no here to this extreme rules, <laughs> hell in a cell, and tables, ladders, and chairs. Aren't those all the same thing? <laughs> so, you remember the movie um, No Holds Barred? Yes. Yeah, with tiny. Which, and, uh, if you've never seen it, you should watch it along with Jerks Go to the Movies, which is available on our website, those two jerks.com. Thank you, Tom. Um, so, like, the idea behind No Holds Barred was that it was like an anything goes match. So, okay. people like those. <laughs> so, let's just have like five, let's have three of them. Yeah, why not? <laughs> So, so they, what are you getting at here, Chris? We're, we're, we're more than aware of the fact that Okay, SummerSlam, that's insane. a classic one. That's like the, I get that. Survivor Series, do they still do like teams of like Team America versus like Team Iraq led by like, you know, the it's Iron Sheik and stuff? 
that's a very specific reference, but yeah, that still happens. I'm impressed you know really? that. Okay, cool. Um, and then where are you going with this? I'm just I'm okay. So this You're is just a, naming the pay per views. This is a pared down <laughs> schedule. Okay. Yes, that, that is what, a very long way to go cut? to that answer. They they, they make cut? paper. They just make up stuff, and they get rid of it. So so there are more that they've just they're like we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, like, like they used they to cut? do things when 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 you were younger. They used to do things called in your house events uh-huh, and I the in your those. house yeah. shows. Yeah, the in your the in your house shows were exactly they were just these you know random crappy pay per views that they would do. And they would throw people out there and be like, all right, get out there, Skippy. Okay, Skippy's the champ now or whatever. But, you know, that's neither here nor there about why, what's going on. What's going on is that they've made their product incredibly convenient and now they're suffering live ticket sales because of it. I, I right. think that was sort of the point I was trying to make at the beginning oh, of all just, this. Was, okay. No, no, I, I get that part. <laughs> I, was, I was just intrigued of like, I'm like, to me, this seems like a lot as is. I can't believe there's more that they trimmed. You know, like, but okay. okay. <laughs> Not really sure what happened there, but this, okay. This is great. Uh, this is great. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of wrestling, uh, Rick, you, uh, Rick, Rick took me to Gainesville. Uh, was it last week? <laughs> it seems like longer ago. Yeah, it was, it was last week. Last week. <laughs> uh, it feels like long yeah. how was that well so we went to Gainesville last week for my first uh indie wrestling experience we went to see uh fest wrestling at the eight seconds in Gainesville so right there uh, as my wife pointed out I was at a wrestling event in an eight seconds so she could have sworn it was bizarro me because <laughs> normally I would not be caught dead at either of such things <laughs> Let alone in the same place at the same time. So, um, it was, I, I survived. We'll put it there. Um, it was interesting. It was kind of fun. Um, the one thing I will say about indie wrestling, like watching minor league sports is, uh, the people are not in that for the money. No, they are in it because they love it and they're in it. Because maybe they want to make it a career, um, but they're uh, putting their bodies certainly on the line for a passion and not a lot of dough, and you got to respect <laughs> that. You got to respect that, and uh, congratulations to our friend uh, Effie for winning the yes. best championship that night, and. Uh, the uh, the hashtag hashtag feminist icon. Tom. Yes, yes. Sorry, they had. Yeah, uh, I'm not even getting into that. Um, uh, oh, oh. So oh, wait, but okay, but you're now? no, no. I don't. But you're you're friends with him, Rick. So have you talked to him since the event? Yeah, sure. We we All converse right. now and then. Okay. Why, what's up? Oh, the 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 whole thing with the table. I wanted yes. to know during his match, the table they had already busted. I guess with the rigged table <laughs> in the match before. And so he went and grabbed the table from off to the side and dragged it into the ring. And when he got thrown through that fucker, <laughs> that looked like it hurt pretty bad. 
Oh, I can guarantee you it did. <laughs> I can guarantee that you one, without a shot. That one was definitely not the rigged one. Like that, no. That, <laughs> that no, it one, was not. That one looked like it uh, It did not want to break when he hit it, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> Somehow so, it did. In the world of pro wrestling, as you can figure out, um, you know, there are <laughs> there are um, certain props that are used constantly. Your cookie sheets, your 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 steel chairs, your tables that are you know put together in such a way as they would break apart if necessary or whatever the case may be to keep things safe or within the realm of safe. Right. I mean, it's a show, so you have props. I mean, it's, yes. it's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, I was fairly certain when, t- when he went and got that extra table, that was not the one that was under the ring that when he went, was whoever was going to go through that table, it was not going to break. And it was going to be a very awful situation. That sound was awful. The sound, when sound he hit it, awful. the sound when he hit it was awful. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, he smacked that some bitch like <laughs> It was going out of style, though, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it was. He took the full brunt of that. Um, I, I was kind of surprised he got up after that. <laughs> um, my favorite part about the whole night uh, was not what took place. But I'm in the saying, ring, have you talked? Have you talked to him about that? Were you able to confirm that that was not like that was not a rigged table? Oh no, I, I haven't been able to confirm that. I could just tell you from my years from of experience, experience that, that yeah. was yeah, that was certainly not the initial <laughs> plan. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I was going to say my favorite part of the whole night was when you got to meet Effie for a moment and, uh, he let you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he would certainly not be making it through the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? You said, uh, yeah, he's here. Uh, I don't know. You said he's, he's here to see your match later. I said, I was looking forward to his match later and he's like, it's good to meet you now. Cause I think I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I will certainly be dead. Yeah. I will certainly be dead. That was what he said. And, and uh, he, he didn't he, die. He won. No, but he he and Sue uh, Sue Young had one hell of a fight. Oh, uh, um, so let's see. Other observations being that we were in a um, country bar in Gainesville. Um, yes. Surprises, things I was surprised about. Um, a, the number of women there. I was kind of shocked at how many women there were there, uh, and and not all with uh, with like their boyfriends, husbands, whatever. Uh, you know, women that were there who were genuinely into it. Um, that was a surprise, something I did not expect. Other things I did not expect. Did not expect the fans to have more teeth than some of the wrestlers. <laughs> I thought for sure, <laughs> I thought for sure it would be the other way around, given the <laughs> the danger inherently involved in wrestling and the location we were in. Um, but, but that happened that there were, (laughs) there was some of that, um, there were some of those guys and I'm sure this was not the case, but it sure looked like some of those guys they found at the Salvation Army earlier in the day eating a free (laughs) ham sandwich and just said, uh, Hey, you guys want to, you guys want to make a quick hundred bucks? I feel as though you're speaking specifically about the ugly ducklings. Uh, I just, no, I mean, yes, but no, Uh, And I get it. That's like their thing. That's their shtick. Their thing. They're they're yeah. not attractive. It's their gimmick, like <laughs> the, the beards and the yeah. I get it. Um, they're both very well, Chris, good at what they do. Um, yeah, like that's the craziest thing. Of it. Like you wouldn't know it to look at these guys, Chris. Like honestly, 
But these two dudes, like, they fly through the air like yeah, like trapeze artists. They're in good Maybe shape. They they're that way. Very athletic, for sure. They just they just look like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer learns how to box and he's being a <laughs> boxcar guy. What was it, Boxcar Jim and Boxcar Willie? The hungry fighter. In fact, he's fighting for a sandwich. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. So, just out of curiosity, what what was the um? Was the average cost per ticket for this show? Uh, was what twenty bucks? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah, we paid twenty How bucks. How much that goes to the fi- not fighters, um, wrestlers? Who knows? Uh, it's. I'm sure they all figure out the the money in the in the back. There's some guys that are that are the draw that get paid more. Other guys that are probably just doing it for the experience. Other guys that are making a living out of it. The main event usually gets paid more than the guy who starts the match, but. Uh, there was a world-renowned wrestler there by the name of Matt Cross, uh, who is he literally has been doing this for twenty, I think twenty years, twenty-five years. He's all over the world. He's been in uh, the WWE. He's been in uh, Lucha Underground, most notably as Son of Havoc. He's been everywhere. So I'm sure he got paid a lot, but it's pro wrestling, man. It's dinner theater. I don't, I don't know how the money works, and I'm not going to pretend to to even begin to understand how who gets what. So, like, legitimate question here. The you said you know these guys do it for the passion of it. You know, they they love doing it. They're putting their bodies at major risk. Obviously, mm. what is the real chance? And this, you know, obviously it's across the board with most professional sports. What is the real chance of one of these guys literally doing this in a, a like a cowboy bar? Sounds like yeah 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 making it big like well i can i can actually answer that question for you if for a lot of these guys especially here in florida it's very high um there's a current uh woman's wrestler her name is um uh, uh ruby riot in the wwe that's her that's her stage name um she was the first ever fest wrestling champion and uh she was known as heidi lovelace at that time and that was only about a year and a half ago or two years ago so some of these guys, well, that's one person, like, honestly. So I think if you go to a local, your local indie fed and you watch and, uh, you know, so you, you will see like Tom, uh, Tom and I agreed there was one or two people on the card that you looked at them and you're like, that's somebody who's definitely going somewhere. That guy's going to make it. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. it, so um, how much of it is them? How much of it is good management? What do you mean? Like, because, I mean, there, there are a lot of guys who, for example, who I know who have made it in the UFC, right? Some, mm-hmm. of, some people make it on talent and skill and, and just being a good fighter. Some people make it on just being associated with the right people, right? They're not necessarily the best or, or they've, they've had good management who have chosen them good fights along the way. They may not be the best fighter and not to say they don't deserve to be in the UFC, but they may not deserve to be in the UFC beyond this other person who had poor management who could or could not be a, a much better fighter on a pure skill or, or toughness level, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know how much of that is involved in, in wrestling, but is, is it like, do you have to do a lot of your self-marketing or is it like, do you have like a, a paid manager who, who picks matches for you and, you know, helps find venues and gets you more work and that sort of thing? And, and therefore more exposure that all that and without getting into too much great detail there, it, it really depends on the person like everyone is their own manager like there's not too many people who have actual agents you take care of yourself and you take care of each other 
there are guys who work the road who are there to, um, you know, try and advance and get somebody to, you know, help you. But ultimately it's your, your desire, your passion, your abilities that are going to get you where you need to go, Mm. um, for better or for worse. Okay. So, I mean, without even listening to my long winded question, you actually answered it. So. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's a, that's that's well. It's okay. it, to say it's to say it's a you know a common question is sort of an understatement. So I kind of knew where you were going when you began. Unfortunately, pro wrestling, like I said, it's it it is dinner theater. Like I love pro wrestling, but I'm not so nutty as to not recognize the fact that there's a lot to it that doesn't really add up. But that doesn't mean that I can't have fun going and being a fan. And and I'm really glad that Tom went. It gave me an opportunity to go, and I don't. I wouldn't have had that, so I, I'm I'm glad we had a great time. And it was I fun. Tom, yeah. yeah, it was it was fun. It was like I said, it was educational. Uh, I got to it. It's an aspect of fandom and geekery with which I was not as familiar, so it was good to experience that and learn about it. Um, and you know, it was fun. I, it's what's cool about it at, about it at that level is the amount of uh, interaction FaceTime the fans can get with the wrestlers. That's not something that you can get when you go to a WWE show, let's say. Um, not typically. Not, not typically, typically, right. So um, I think that there's a lot of value in it for that. And you can tell it's like it's the kind of place where it's like there's some people that are there because they just like doing this, and then you get some people who are on their way up. And I imagine that a lot of times you get people on the way down too um, at these types of events. Um, but you know, you can tell like, and, and you can tell there are a few that, you know, they're, whether it's personality or ability or both, um, you know, they'll, they'll make something of it. I mean, Rick, you pointed out to me a couple of the guys on the card that night that had been on like Lucha underground underground, or, you know, had done cups of coffee as they call it in baseball, uh, with some higher profile, uh, wrestling organizations. So, so yeah, it's, it's possible, you know, it happens. But certainly it's not going to happen does. for everybody. No, but it doesn't happen for everybody period anyway. Exactly. So right. exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was fun. Chris, it was a... fun. And, uh, and if you get the chance, if you're listening to this and you get the chance to go see a fest wrestling show, uh, you should go. It is worth your time and money. You will have a good time. Especially so if you, you like wrestling. Quick, the, like, this is fest wrestling, right? It's a fest. very small yeah. local. Uh, I wouldn't say it's very small. Um, it it is local to Gainesville and St. Augustine right now, um, but they are they 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 have been venturing outwards. Regional Florida within the state. Um, so, like you said, there are fans that there are there fans that travel and and just kind of follow. Oh, to of all course. The shows that there are, you know, are there storylines that like they follow also that they keep up with and that sort of thing well in this day and age in this day and age pro wrestling is very internet accessible so um you don't necessarily have to go to all the shows to follow them but uh, there's a very a very good friend of mine um they have an entire crew that they all roll together they go to literally just about every show um that they can get their hands on um one of the other podcasts that i'm a part of the uh, uh professional wrestling nerds um in radio network, we all roll as one when we try and get to these shows together. It rarely ever happens because, you know, you, you're trying to sync up four people, let alone two people is sometimes nearly impossible. But um, you you do have entire groups that can roll together and do roll together quite frequently, honestly. It's pretty cool. cool. Awesome. 
Okay, so let's um let's move on uh, to geek stuff, nerd stuff, and uh, the first little tidbit, uh, as we alluded to earlier, that the Disney Fox deal might not be happening <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Fox apparently turned down an offer from Comcast that is that would have paid them more money than what Disney is reportedly going to buy them for. So Comcast is upset and they're talking about making another bid for Fox. Uh, uh, Fox apparently was concerned that uh, there would be some antitrust concerns about selling to Comcast. Uh, Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Uh, Given that, you know, NBC and universal uh, are owned by Comcast and so Comcast would be acquiring another movie studio in 21st <laughs> Century Fox and uh you know cable port cable networks um in addition to the ones it already owns so um they took the cheaper deal from Disney because there were fewer uh antitrust concerns they thought um but this uh this is definitely not over especially if Comcast throws its hat back into the ring here Yeah, I mean, look, if you're not if you're not uh an insider in terms of this thing, it is not a sexy story, but it is something we've been following, so we needed to update our audience on that. Now, well, uh, I'm not I'm not adding that part of it. Let me Okay. I'll I'll elaborate. Um Yeah, thank you for I, elaborating I, beyond a grunt and a noise, sir. I appreciate well, normally, that. Normally on our I'm audio giving... only talk show. Thank you. Normally, I'm given more than you know uh, one one syllabic response before someone cuts me off and d- decides to move on. I'm so, sorry. Are uh, you new you here? Know. Are you new here? That's why no one likes you. Actually, no. It's true. That's not the only reason. But I have the it's equipment, the so you guys need me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the kid down the street with the football. That's what it is. It's my goddamn football. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead, sir. Okay. So um, I don't I, I look at this story and I see very little in the way of actual story here. Um, I think what this is more than anything is Comcast trying to boohoo and say we wanted to buy and, you know, we're such a great company. And the only reason why we didn't is because we were worried about antitrust laws. Well, no, to which I say to Comcast. Oh, well, this is Com- no, this is Comcast bitching and moaning that. Hey, we offered them more money than what they're getting from Disney, and they said no to us, and so we're pissed. Like, yeah, well, yeah, and and it's Fox trying to say to the government, like, see, we did our due diligence up front. Don't just let this deal go through. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, somehow I, I I have a feeling that this government wouldn't give a shit. Like honestly, yeah, like, do your well, business. Well, there are no do there are, there are some concerns about uh, the government uh, getting in the way of this Disney Fox deal, which is why you haven't heard anything about it in a while. Um, oh, I was not aware of that. Yeah, because of uh, some personal issues that uh, some of the executives involved have with the president. There, uh, There's some concern that they may face resistance from the Federal Trade Commission and the SEC uh, when they go to review this deal because of that. Not necessarily because there are legal uh, problems here, but because oh, there's geez. a personality conflict. Uh, between the president and some of the players involved in this who could stand to benefit. 
that's that's about as ridiculous as it gets. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it should come as no surprise to anyone, <laughs> given well, the current okay. state of affairs. So, hmm. I still don't think it should matter. I don't think it will matter. Mm. No, I, I don't, don't either. I, I don't think I, Comcast. I I think this goes through and Disney gets Fox. I think yeah. that's what happens here. I don't I don't think Comcast is is I don't think Fox is going to even entertain Comcast's offer if they make another bid. Like Comcast would have to really sort of blow their skirts up with the amount of money they come back with and not um in order for them not to sell to Disney. I'm with you. I'm yeah. I have no argument. Chris, anything to add or did you pass out from the rolling rocks? Uh, no, I think I'm past the, uh, alcohol. I'm good. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the other big geek story this weekend. And that is black Panther. Marvel's black Panther opened on Friday, just a couple of days ago to, uh, excellent reviews and made buku buckaroonies, uh, to say the least last check. It was tracking for, $387 million worldwide this weekend, which, uh, if you'll bear that's with me... That's a lot of money. It's a ton of money. It is... Uh, oh, that's through Monday's President's Day holiday. Uh, 192 domestic for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday part of the weekend. Highest debut ever for a February movie beating Deadpool's record. Um, Let's see. Where else are we here? It is also the fifth highest opening weekend of all time. Of all time. Of all time. That's, I mean, pretty that's amazing. of all time, John. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's pretty amazing considering uh, Black Panther's level of notoriety as a character. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not Batman. He's not Superman. He's not Wonder Woman or Spider-Man. Like, this is Black Panther. Like, he's like a... Our second, arguably third tier Marvel hero in terms of of uh, mainstream popularity. In terms of mainstream popularity, yes, yes. He's... In the Marvel universe, in terms of his stature in the story, I would say he's first tier. But in terms of like the mainstream culture's awareness of the character, up until up until, up until, up until his yeah, up until Civil War, and yeah. more importantly, up until what was going to be this movie came out and people found out that the cast was, you know, predominantly black. It was going to take place in Africa. They were not going to, they were not going to sugarcoat what this was. This was going to be a movie about a, a it's quite simply about black culture and, and about the development of it. And then people, I think more than anything realized that this movie was going to be a, a revolution is not the right word, but a, a moment in time yeah, that they did not want to miss. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is, it's a cultural moment. It's he's not the first uh, black superhero to headline a movie that goes to Blade, um, but he's certainly the first superhero uh, of color to headline a movie with a budget this big and a marketing push this big. For sure, it to be yeah to be a a real blockbuster and to yeah. have and and it has a black director and a mostly black mm-hmm. cast, which the Blade movies did not. Um, you know, this is it is it is a cultural uh, touchstone 
for sure. And that's why I think you're seeing, you know, such the the response is such what it is, is people don't just want to see this movie because they're interested in the Marvel MCU or anything like that. They want to see this movie because they want to be a part of, quite simply, they want to be a part of history. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you saw a lot of that uh, with Wonder Woman last year for the same reason. Right. Uh, because female Absolutely. director, first female-led superhero movie, um, you know, same is same kind of thing, same sort of historical significance. Um, oh, is it really the first female-led? I mean, we can't forget Supergirl from like 1987, right? We should all forget Supergirl. We should all forget that movie. <laughs> it was so amazing. <laughs> anyway, Rick, you saw the movie. I did. I got to see a super awesome like before anyone else on the planet can see it preview um, on Tuesday night. And I've been sitting here on my hands going <laughs> for, you know, three whole days about all this. So I good, huh? It's really good. It, it's and my only, this is a very weird criticism, especially based upon who and what I am. But the only negative I have about it is I was disappointed it didn't take more of a stand. Um, the movie, the movie, does, it walks a very fine tightrope about a lot of geopolitical things and a lot of uh, his, a lot of history is sort of you know mentioned but not really talked about. Like there's a, a couple of interesting one-liners where um, the the they refer to uh, white people as colonial uh, colonists or uh, colonizers, that's the word. And there's a lot of <laughs> kind of moments like that, but they never really like dig in. They never really get to the meat of it. Ultimately, it becomes a very good comic book superhero movie, which isn't a bad thing. It's what it is, right? Right. Yeah. But, and, and, can't... and Disney's good at playing it safe. And... And that's okay, as far as I'm concerned. No, no, yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's, it is what it is, right? So, um, how's the action? All that good too? I mean, beyond every, every, but... it is, it is a cool ass movie, man. It is, it is really good. It is really awesome. I really enjoyed it, and uh, there's a lot of great MMA stuff for Ooh. those in the audience who may be excited right, to see. Right. Yeah, might be an interesting variation on a uh, triangle, uh, a, a almost a Goga Plata, but not quite. Sort of an inverted triangle choke. You'll you'll see it eventually. You'll you'll be interested by it. You'll be excited by it. Okay. Nerdy stuff. Nerdy stuff. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. assume everyone's going to go see I, it. Uh, I, I nodded off during the MMA part there. But um, oh, for fuck's sake, this guy. Marvel's already talking about a sequel to this, of course. And uh, they're even ta- entertaining the notion of a spinoff featuring the female characters from this movie because the response to them has been so good. And they should, God damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some talk now me. that like uh, Marvel is talking about doing like a female, an all-female superhero team-up movie with uh, Valkyrie from... Squad yeah, whatever. like Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok and Black Widow and some of the, the female characters from Black Panther and, and others. So go ahead, Chris. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I he was making an A Squad reference, which I was very proud of him for. Yeah, does it even exist anymore? It might. I, no, I think that was only during Secret Wars. Oh, well, okay. Um, 
I just I thought what I think is the most funny about the whole um, the cultural ph- phenomenon has become Black Panther is like <laughs> all of the 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 cosplay coming along with it that that where people are dressing up and going to the to the movie and whatnot, but they're all like cosplaying as characters from Coming to America. <laughs> oh gosh, have you seen this? So it's like <laughs> there's been a few of them. It, it's been pretty funny because there's like I'm like man, so it's you know like. A fake African nation dressing up as, as as kings and queens and whatnot from a fake African nation to go see another movie about an, another fake African nation. So that's, that's kind of funny. Um, but they've all been real, very good. Um, but it's 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 cool. So we we had a couple of people at the premiere dress up as um, like there was somebody dressed up as Prince T'Challa, and uh, there was a couple of some of my uh, some of my um, uh, um, teammates uh decided to wear their uh dashikis and they looked quite dafting i i have to say <laughs> although I, I i am biased but yeah it was, it was cool like they weren't the only ones though like there were people who like are getting like dressed up to the nines to go to this event and and that's exactly what it is it's 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 an event it's kind of awesome to be in the crowd and see like a culture uh, rising in front of you it's very cool and I yeah, was happy to be there. I mean, you always have cosplayers at you know big openings for geeky movies like this, but I think you're it's a segment of the population that um was always there in fandom, but is not always represented. And so they're yeah, yeah they're definitely having their their moment to to you know take center stage. Now, of course, with that and with the cultural moment like this happening. You also have assholes trying to ruin it for everyone. <laughs> well, we couldn't have society without assholes. Yeah, we you really unfortunately no. Um, and that is especially true of Black Panther. Some trolls have come out of the woodwork since the movie opened, sharing photos of victims of domestic violence and victims of attacks at nightclubs from news events, claiming that these are people, white people, attacked by black people at screenings of Black Panther. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, these Twitter accounts are showing... There's one that shows a woman who was attacked at a nightclub in Sweden months ago. They stole her image from the news, put it on Twitter, and said, this is my girlfriend. We went to see Black Panther, and a black teenager screamed at us, you at the wrong theater, and smashed a bottle in her face, and now we're heading to the ER. Um, a lot of these troll accounts have now been suspended on Twitter, but uh, not one of these stories has been confirmed to be true. And in almost all of these cases, the photos shared have been determined to be false, faked, or stolen from other stories and people that were not involved in anything happening at Black Panther. So if you see tweets like this, it's probably fake. Look into it. And if it is fake and you find out it's fake, report it so that these accounts can get suspended because this is ridiculous. And the fact that anyone would use victims of domestic violence or violence in any way for some stupid troll racist troll campaign online is just unconscionable yeah but do you do you really expect better at this point i do not i do not i'm sad to say it is unfortunate but i do not i expect i do not expect anything better of the internet at this point like what when you know it kind of this is this is reminiscent of what we've been talking about for the last couple of shows, where you almost don't want to participate in the culture anymore. You know, letting trolls win is obviously not a great answer, 
But no. damn it, it just... Ugh. I, I don't know how much more I care to put up with this. This just, is this is know. why we can't have nice things, America. Yeah. Yeah. This is that's what this is. This is why we can't have nice things. Because people like this, um, who like to see other people get angry on the internet over things that they've made up, created. Um, we have a whole uh, subculture of that at this point. <laughs> um anyway. Rick says Black Panther's good. Go see it. Rick Rick seal of approval yes. for whatever that's it worth. It gets the Nostradamus seal of approval. Although I will say this uh, honestly and uh, earnestly, uh, don't 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 stay after the credits. I thought there were credit scenes though. There's two. Neither of them are very interesting. Yeah, but you know it's kind of a Marvel tradition. Still kind now. of fun. I mean, I mean, look, if you want, go get them. I'm just telling you, like, we were very disappointed with the after credit scenes. I mean, uh, they... as, a, as a film goer, you should stay after for the full credits anyway, right? <laughs> I mean, to really appreciate the full movie. Right? <laughs> to give all of the people who worked on it their due. Right. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I'm proud. I mean, if they didn't have after, after credit <laughs> stuff, I wouldn't stay. But we all know that. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, uh, so we have one more little bit of geek news, and, and Chris, I, I assume this makes you excited, but I'm not sure. Uh, we got the first trailer this week for Cobra Kai. What did you really call that, a trailer? Yeah! <laughs> it was a teaser. It was a clip from the show. A Cobra teaser, Kai yes. is a new, yes. a new show coming to YouTube Red that is a sequel to the Karate Kid films. Uh, it stars... Ralph Macchio and William Zabka playing Daniel Can, and Johnny. Just out of curiosity, when you said stars, your fingers were making air quotes, right? <laughs> as I as it came out of my mouth, I realized I should have been. They are, <laughs> they're legit. Star. I mean, like they're they're people. They're definitely humans that are in a TV are, show, right? I mean, like they're iconic people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're celebrities. They're famous. They're famous <laughs> for these roles. They are the leads in the movie, so they're in the show, so they're stars in a technical sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, give them some credit, man. Come on. But, uh, but if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's online. Um, the premise is basically that uh, Daniel has become successful owning a car dealership. And, uh, <laughs> not kidding. Not kidding. Wait, uh, wait, is that really what it is? That is really what it is. <laughs> Johnny has fallen on hard times and decides to reopen the Cobra Kai dojo. And uh, Daniel is not happy about that. And then we have conflict. Do you think he's mad about his Sentra? <laughs> you sold me a lemon, LaRusso. Sweep the leg. Telling all my kids. We're gonna I, get you, know, you for this. <laughs> Warranties do not exist in this dojo. I'll find a way to watch it. I, I mean, to uh, pay. Okay, so yes, YouTube Red is a pay service. Yeah, so, uh, that's that's the thing, right? So, <laughs> how many how many how many episodes you guys give? Oh, I mean, it's well, on I mean, it's, it's on streaming, YouTube so Red. it'll yeah, get it'll get two seasons at least. <laughs> You're I mean, gonna get how, you're gonna get 24 episodes of this sucker. I don't know how much YouTube Red is actually. I've never looked it up. 
It's never, it's never been something that I needed to bother with. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So like, cause I mean, cause I'll sit there and I'll, I'll pop on like a podcast, like Joe Rogan or something on my, and just run it through my, my Bluetooth on my car while I'm driving and stuff. And, you know, if I try to switch it to something else, it always says, "Whoa, oh, you can actually just keep, continue to listen to this. If you want to pay for YouTube, YouTube red, just, you know, you want to pay for it. Click yes here just to give it a trial. I always uh, click no. I, I YouTube got, Red yeah, is it's... YouTube Red is nine ninety nine a month. Uh, if you are an iOS only user, it is twelve dollars a month. Twelve ninety nine a month. All right. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> In a word, no. Well, you yeah, could do what a lot of people are doing with Star Trek, which is wait till the season has finished being uh, streamed pay for it for one month, binge it, and then cancel your subscription. Stremmed? Wait for the wait for it to have stremmed. Stre- I said streamed. I know. I'm just Strem- I'm Oh, just you're trying so. to make up a past tense of stream? Stremmed. Yeah, exactly. Like totally like like what people used to say about tweeted or or twatted. Twatted. My twatter. Yeah. Exactly. Um how Little fucks do you give about this, Tom? <laughs> I give, on a scale of, of half to five fucks, I give... <laughs> I give 1.5. I give 1.5 fucks about this, uh, which is uh, not quite a flying fuck. Two is a flying fuck, so it's not quite... I don't give a flying fuck about this, but I do give... Uh, one and a half. Uh, we'll call them small fucks about this because I was a, a karate kid fucks, obsessed. Really. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, I was a karate kid obsessed child, uh, and I had like the karate kid action figures and the headband. And my brother and I used to, you know, try and kick the shit out of each other after we watched Karate Kid and do the crane move and all that stuff. So yeah, there is a there is a an itch that uh, you know, f- let's say. Four to nine-year-old me uh, needs to scratch and see this show, but that is not enough for me to pay for it. That's for sure. The premise made me want to throw every piece of memorabilia of anything that I had into the trash. Well, I mean, really, what other premise could there be for this show? It's not like there's going to be an an over-50 All-Valley Karate Tournament and they're going to fight each other again? Like, really? How about, about, no. You don't even need to go that extreme. You just, all you do is the dojo reopens and they, you basically take the entire movie from the persona of just the villain and make them the hero. And it's a story of his redemption and how he has to overcome the fact that he was a dick. Well, maybe that's what this is about. We don't know. No, maybe, no. yeah. I mean, Stop isn't it. that like, the I only know the, the, we only know the premise. Hero. We only know the premise. And that is that Daniel's not happy that Johnny reopened the dojo. Yeah. Well, Johnny's been on a lot of meth, so leave him it's some, entirely. You know, leave him alone. It could be possible. It is. It could leave be Johnny possible. alone. They do live in the Johnny's, valley. Johnny's got problems. <laughs> it's man. It. I, I I'll, I'll watch him probably. I, I'll probably try to enjoy it. <laughs> man, but I tell you what, though, dude, like it's like clicking on the wrong porno. Like, uh, I mean, I'm gonna give it a whirl. Like, I already, I already wasted my time and selected this particular app, so <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna make this happen. But the thing this... is, is like it's it seems so melodramatic that description. Oh, right? it, it like, does. This seems melodramatic. I mean, like it's, I'm like you know, so 
I only say that because I just started recently watching um, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Oh. Uh, yeah, I've heard good things of that. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of that, right? Like, it's at the time when Van Damme was a star. Like, he made all these action movies that were... He pretended to be acting or make film or whatever the case is. But now he's he's sort of, like, shattering it, right? Like, he's just not taking himself seriously. And he's, and he's playing the role. Like, he's living up to the shtick. That's awesome. Fucking run with it. Right? Like, do that. Like, don't try to, try to reignite this cultural phenomenon that was the Karate Kid because that was like 30 years ago. You know, that it doesn't close to 40 today. now. Is it really? Oh, it's 1984. The first movie came out in 84. So it's 84, almost 35. So 33 years old. 33. Yeah. 30, well, 34 almost. Don't, don't try to make it more than it was or is. Like, just. You know, make it fucking funny and relatable because kids nowadays are going to look at that and maybe they're not marketing to the kids nowadays. They're marketing it to people our age. Who they are absolutely, absolutely are. They're not marketing that's, it to That's who kids. this is being aimed at. They, if they were marketing it to younger people, it would have it would be like the uh, Jaden Smith, Jackie Chan remake of Karate Kid. And not involve the characters. Yeah, I forgot they even made that. Yeah, you should. Um, you should forget All they made is- that terrible but i mean look let's be honest here how, how long has it been since you guys have watched the first three karate kid movies any uh i only really watched the first two the third one the third one's just objectively awful like it's the it's edits no make no sense kid. there are whole subplots that you could tell got cut out because their threads are just left hanging there uh the villain is supposed to be a Vietnam buddy of of John oh, Kreese, the yeah, sensei, yeah, yeah. Okay. but he's actually twenty five years younger. <laughs> like the actors, and you can tell. Like in fact, like, I think the act, yeah. the villain, the guy who plays the villain, uh, who's supposed to be like a Vietnam vet, is younger than Ralph Macchio. <laughs> like that's how ridiculous it is. Um, but the, are we going to get to the next Karate Kid or not? Like we're going to talk I, about this, right? The what? The one with Hillary Swank? Yeah, that's the I, thing. I never actually Catching saw that. Arrows one. blindfolded. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good never, stuff. never saw that one. It's a piece of crap. I'm sure. It's I'm sure. Really, I mean, look, <laughs> look. If you if you go back and watch these movies, the only one that is still like a watchable film is the first one, and the rest of know, them man, are not very good. Awesome. Yeah, that second one with the with the with the with the thing. Yeah, it has like the cool moments, but it's not a good movie. Like if you, it's not a well-made movie. I remember it being good. Yeah, yeah. You know what else? You know what else we remember? Japan. You know what else we remember being good was Space Camp. Okay, that's a great movie, and goddamn you for saying differently, Tom Alexander. Like I had this discussion with my wife yesterday. How dare you? We used to be friends. Look, man, like I love Space Camp, but let's not let's not kid ourselves and say that's a good movie. Oh, well, we won't kid ourselves. We'll just say it's a good movie. <laughs> you rat bastard. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I mean, anyone who's expecting high art from Cobra Kai the series <laughs> uh, is going to be sadly disappointed. I think. <laughs> <laughs> when did they? I, uh, so you guys gonna dress up in your Cobra Kai shirts for the premiere? <laughs> I would never wear a Cobra Kai shirt. No, he's part of the cool kids. Miyagi Do Karate all the way. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
I'll find a way to watch it. <laughs> yeah. We all know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> There's we a bay. Know. We know a particular yeah. kind of people. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> Yar, me mateys. Let's us watch some crappy TV. Oh, boy. <laughs> or amazing TV. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I got a good idea. So, uh, Sussman, Blackbeard Vu, I have, uh... <laughs> I have the questions. It's now time for the questions. Oh, I'll put my yarmulke on and get the yes. book out. Yes, please do. Get the book, sir. <laughs> get the books. Light the candle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, we'll start with you this week. What's pissing you off? Time. Time is pissing me off. And that there, the earth is only so far away from the sun, and the earth only spins so fast that we are only afforded 24 hours in a day. My comic book stack is getting entirely too large. <laughs> I've rediscovered in stocktrades.com, and I've ordered entirely too many books because I forget they have free shipping over $50, and it's so easy to get to that $50. So I've got this giant stack of Earth 2 Society books heading my way, and I've got all the Superman Rebirth stuff I've got to read. Just can't read it. I'm trying to, but <laughs> I, I just can't. So I just, I just wish I had a little bit more time in the day to do that, because super, all the whole DC Rebirth stuff is really good, and I like it. They're doing a good job with it, so... You, uh, that reminds me. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. You, you, um, you've read New Superman? I have not read that. I just I saw a couple of images of his costume today. It's really badass, and I kind of want to get into it based upon that. Um, Sorry. I actually just I literally just read his first appearance, or I guess ah. his development of it, and how he sort of comes about. So yeah. don't spoil anything. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. But um, please continue. Yes. Yes. No. No. no that's, that's just it. I just you know I got a lot of. Actually, I just read this the death of the the new Fifty Two Superman. Um. Try just. I'm gonna move into the whole reborn you know, stuff next, and uh, I'm just I'm just way behind. Got a lot to catch up on because I want to get up to like Doomsday Clock and the Oz effect and stuff. So, um, yeah, time. Not enough of it. Rick, Tom, what's pissing you guys off? Rick, I'll, let's go. With yes, Rick. let's go. With okay. You. Well, someone gonna ask me. Chris just I, asked I, both I, of us. I, I just did. No, yeah. no, it has to be specific to me, or it doesn't count. Oh God, Rick. I I need I need to feel it. Rick, Tom. Rick, what's pissing you off? Oh well, Tom, I'll tell you. <laughs> Working in an office, Tom. <laughs> Such a creature of habit. <laughs> Thank you. Working in an office is pissing me off, but not for the reasons you may think. Um, as you could tell if you've been listening to the show, <laughs> uh, I have a bit of a head cold. And um, I obtained said head cold because I work in an office environment like uh, many people do. And uh, like many people, you know, maybe you can't uh, get time off or maybe you're out of PTO or maybe you just feel you can tough it out. It wasn't one person who came to work sick. It was a plethora of them. And there was one person who left halfway through the day and another person who just stayed in their office all day. But I, I had to, like, ask them a question. And invariably, one of these people was going to catch me ill. It was going to happen. And it has. And it's because we work in these giant, you know, two, three, four, ten-story 
plague incubators where we're all going to get some sort of horrible disfiguring disease at some point and end up getting a head cold or, you know, something therein. And man, it just, it sucks because you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. You 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 go to work and you see somebody's cold, you know, they're coughing or whatever, and you're like, uh-oh, now somebody else is going to get sick, or or I am. And there's nothing, and no one says anything about it, like, yeah, we're all going to get sick now. And it's okay. Like, somehow that's all right. Well, you know, people get sick. It's what happens. So now I probably have to use a vacation day to stay at home tomorrow and sneeze and cough all day long. Because Brenda didn't have any more days off because she had to go to that five and dine or some shit and couldn't bother, you know, realizing that she didn't have her time anymore. Here I am. <laughs> Ill. Pissed. And you're taking it so well. Well, if nothing else, we've known me to be someone who is absolutely capable of handling things like this. So, you know. Oh, clearly. yes. Yes. You, you always take it in stride, Rick. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> So, Tom. <laughs> yes. What's pissing you off? <sighs> All right. I'm going to I'm going to violate my own rule briefly oh. here. Oh god. Conspiracy theory guy. <laughs> if Wait, I have to this? read if I have to read the words false flag operation. <laughs> Why are you been on Alex Jones's site again? I'm not. This is on Facebook. If I have to hear one more massacre of children called a false flag operation again. I I'm going to commit a false flag operation. Okay. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That is what's going to happen. I'm tired of this. If you are too stupid to know that Alex Jones and people like him are putting you on, they are lying to you. They're, it's a, it's all a, a show. It's pro wrestling there. He doesn't actually believe that there are lizard people. Maybe he does, and that makes him certifiable, but he probably doesn't, and he's doing it to get you to keep listening because you are too stupid to know the difference, okay? Stop spreading around these conspiracy theories. Stop delegitimizing uh, actual tragedies uh, because you don't want to talk about the implications of them. I'm tired of reading about horrible things being... Inside jobs. Not everything is a conspiracy, and a lot of the time, the simplest explanation is the true one. Because human beings can't be trusted to organize conspiracies as vast as the ones that radio makes us believe. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm good. I got that off All my right. chest. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Chris, what did you learn this week? Uh, rolling Rock. <laughs> Tell you what. I want, to hear the, I want to hear the end of this. For the low, low price of $9.98, you can get an 18-pack of Rolling Rock for... Which will last you a good week or so. <laughs> and let me tell you, I used to always dog these like budget beers because, you know, I was like this like geeky beer guy who appreciated the notes and the, the sense and the essences of all that. It's all bullshit, guys. <laughs> you just just get yourself some rolling rocks. It's less than 10 bucks. It's like 50 cents a can. 
that's the way to go. <laughs> I'm like reliving my college days. <laughs> Samuel like Jackson Chris. beer. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> I'm a fan of this Chris. This Chris is my new favorite Chris. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> on a scale on a scale of of uh let's see. Let's go with pale pink to Rudolph. How red is your nose right now, Chris? <laughs> mm, interestingly. Uh, so I've discovered this that the cure to the Asian flush is a simple um, uh, Pepsi AC. Wait, what is the Asian flush? I don't understand. So um, people of Southeastern Asian descent... Oftentimes, they lack an enzyme that properly digests uh, alcohol. So it makes us digest alcohol like super quick and it just enters our bloodstream really, really fast. And we almost have like an allergic reaction to it, huh. which causes like the, the redness and the flushing and the shortness of breath, like literally like an allergic reaction to alcohol. Um, so if you take a Pepsid, which god damn, it took 35 years for me to learn of this. Um, you take that like 30 minutes before it, it helps reduce the allergic effects of it. So you don't get all red and the shortness of breath and all that stuff. And you can actually enjoy alcohol as it's meant to be enjoyed. Huh? Mm-hmm. I was not aware of that. Interesting. I learned something this week. <laughs> there we go. So Rick, what did you learn this week? Well, I just learned that as I literally yes, just said, but uh, I know. yes, yes, but yes. you know, I know you need to have your routine. So, Really? You're going to make fun of my mental illness? That's that's the crazy co- pot yes. calling the crazy kettle black. Yes, because my mental illness is more socially acceptable than yours. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Jesus Look, Christ. man, what good is being an American if we can't judge other people to make ourselves feel better? That's the American well, experience. That's what I learned this week, um, actually, <laughs> is that uh, America is terrible at the Olympics suddenly. <laughs> The Winter Games, yes. Yes, we are. We are bad. We are just flat bad at this shit. Like, like I watched this this one. They're they like, oh, check it out. It's the first African American female speed skater. She's taken off. She's she's got a lot of upside. She's really made some amazing strides. Here's her just stepping onto the ice for the first time, like eight months ago. And now here she is in the Olympics. And and there's the gun. And and she's going really fast. And she beats out this other lady. And she's coming second place for right now. It's still very early on. She ended up in 38th place. <laughs> they brought out this South Korean girl, and they're like, oh, well, she's like, you know, she's really good. You know, she's going to blow past everybody. This, this South Korean broad, she set a freaking Olympic world record, and she was like 12 seconds ahead of the American girl that I mentioned at the start of this. Co- uh, and I'm just like, son of a bitch. Like, like son of a bitch. We're really bad at this stuff. Like nobody talks about an American like finishing anywhere in like like one of these downhill alpines or something like that. They're like, well, you finished. It was maybe it was like like the five k or something that they do on the skis, the cross country, right? They're like, well, you know, you only finished uh, fifth in 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 this race, so you you did you missed the podium again. And she's like, well, you know, I came here, I ran a great race, winning isn't everything. I'm like, that is loser talk. <laughs> that is one hundred percent loser talk. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Winning isn't the reason we're here. Then why did we send you, sweetheart? No, 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 no. We are bad at Winter Olympics, dude. We are bad. Yeah, yeah. We're not as good as we are at the summer ones. That's for sure. Yeah. We need to. We need more summer games. Less winter games. More summer games. 
Well, Although don't curling, worry. Curling climate, climate change will fix all that. Actually, that's something. Have you been watching the Winter Olympics at all? No. One of the commercials is about climate change. We're like, let's let's try and keep the winter around, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom. Yes, sir. What did you learn this week? Well, it's a it's a two pronged uh, lesson I learned this week. And the first, if it hadn't uh, if I hadn't realized it before, it is that I am I am an uber comedy nerd. Uh, like obsessive w- about stand-up comedy, and I remember way too much about it. Um, the other thing is, and that's sort of related to this, is that damn if if the world doesn't need David Letterman to be on television. Uh, I've been watching his new show on Netflix, uh, which the second episode premiered last week. Uh, it's called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. It's an hour-long interview show that he does. There's no bits um, he's, he's does six shows a year. One is released per month. Uh, the first episode was with president Obama. The most recent one was with George Clooney. Uh, the other guests he's got on the slate this year, are uh, Malala and Jay-Z, Tina Fey and Howard Stern. Um, but it's basically, he just interviews this person for an hour. And like in Clooney's case, he went to visit Clooney's parents in his childhood home. And, um, Letterman is that, he he had a huge impact on me and my whole sense of humor growing up from watching his show. But just the fact he's not only a skilled interviewer, but he's able to, in the same sentence a lot of the time, uh, be hysterically funny and make a very insightful observation about the human. Ex- Sorry. Oh man. It's a sneeze. Uh, it happens. I know. The human I know. experience. The human yeah, experience. It makes an insightful observation about the human experience and is hilarious in the same sentence. And and I don't I didn't realize uh, how much I missed having him on television and how much we need somebody like that uh, on television to tell uh, stories that we may not have heard before. So if you haven't seen Letterman's new show on Netflix, you should definitely watch it. Okay. Um, who is, who is huffing and puffing into their microphone? Uh, I, I wasn't going to say it, but it's Chris. It's Chris the <laughs> is Am your I microphone really? like up your nose? Cause that's what it sounds like. It's definitely very close to it. It's, it's literally <laughs> been there all night. I wasn't going to say it. I know. I, I didn't want to, but it's, it's with between Rick sneezing and that it's just on my mind now. So. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I like that. I sneeze once. Oh fuck. Now we got to no, no, talk about no, the no, no. Well, no, it just reminded me of that too. So I was like, ah, we've got to address it. He's telling me talk into the mic, talk into the mic. Why yeah, don't talk, talk into the mic. the mic. Don't <laughs> huff into the <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> you know, Tom, he's trying his best. Maybe he really you should. He really is. You should you should really, you know, like come off your high horse with your, you know, five hundred dollar microphones and your ten thousand dollar soundboards. What? That's neither of those things are true. All of the money from those two jerks funnels <laughs> right into your pockets. If that were the case, I would be in a lot more debt than I really am right now. Because <laughs> I, I can tell you, the balance sheet for those two jerks is fairly well into the red at this point. I have no idea what you're talking about. We have done <laughs> amazingly yes, well. Yeah, yes, man, that all, audible money is paying for college. Very rich. <laughs> we're all very rich from those two jerks. That's right. <laughs> very. We're, we, we're filthy, would stinking you say that, rich. 
would you say that we are we are the kind of people who are passionate and we certainly do this because we we want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we're certainly risking our bodies for it that's for sure <laughs> i'm up very late <laughs> <laughs> i mean rick gets thrown through figurative tables every week oh not literal oh, ones that, but that hit figurative way too ones. close to home actually <laughs> <laughs> oh i made myself sad now oh anyway Tom. All right, so, Rick, if uh, people want to find us on Twitter, how can they do that? You could find us at Those Two Jerks. Please make sure you spell out T-W-O. We've been having a lot of fun on the Twitterverse recently uh, between us and Quack and all kinds of fun things happening on there. Um, we've been live-tweeting a lot of events as they've come to pass, uh, and we've had a lot of great reactions on there. And, and the Twitterverse cannot happen without uh, you, the fan. So thank you for coming with us on our Silly, ridiculous journeys. I love how um, you said the fan singular. That's great and accurate. Well, it's just the one ostrich, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, but Tom, I've noticed that we've had an influx on Facebook, and it has nothing to do with you and I saying fuck it and just inviting everybody on our friends list. <laughs> no, nothing at all, really. <laughs> but, you know, if more people wanted to invite more friends to our Facebook page, yes. and you should, what should they do? They can go to Facebook.com slash those two jerks. Spell out the word two. T-W-O. Yes, for you for you false flag people that can't figure out two, two, and two, and your, your, and your, I'm spelling it for you. T-W-O. Those two jerks. Click like, invite friends, share it, uh, invite two friends, whatever you want. Chris, if people want to email us, how can they do that? Oh God! Uh, <laughs> those two jerks at gmail.com. Ding 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 ding! He did it! He did it! You can also get our T-shirt now. <laughs> That's right. T Nation. No. T Public. It's T Public. T Public. Yes. That's right. If you search our store on T Public, T E E Public, you can get those two jerks T-shirt stickers. Cell phone cases, pretty much. We'll slap that those two jerks logo on just about anything. Would Would you say that there's patches that you could buy to maybe sew onto your gi, Tom? Oh man, that's a missed opportunity, isn't it? It sure is. Why don't you get on that, buddy? Yeah, yeah. I just have to learn embroidery. I'll add that to the list. I think there's somebody out there who listens to our show weekly who might be able to help. Oh lord, yeah. Every time we mobilize the fan, it works out real well for us. <laughs> Hey, still hey, still waiting saw... on that Unicron drawing, by the way. Well, you did see our uh, our, our MAGA polar bear, didn't you? I did. I did see the MAGA polar bear. If you haven't seen that, it's on our Twitter. Um, the MAGA it's polar amazing. bear is amazing. Um, he is he is very white. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Diet Coke. Yeah, he does. Um, so, yeah. So, if you go to T Public and you search those two jerks, you'll find our store... Um, you can get those two jerks logo on almost anything, mugs and keychains and stickers, um, help support the show, show other people you like the show. Uh, you'd never, you'd be surprised how many people ask you questions when you have something that says those two jerks on your t-shirt. I'm getting that. <laughs> Chris is going to buy a baseball tee. Thanks, Chris. I mean, you keep there's onesies alive, right? that we have. There are onesies on there too. You should get Connor a onesie. He'll grow out of it by the time it ships. <laughs> say, like, uh, he's already wearing nine-month clothes. The dude's not even six months old. So let's see what we got. <laughs> he ate a lot of protein oh, in your life, Chris. Boy. He's going to be a monster. So 
Uh, you can get all that information at our website, those two jerks.com. Uh, you can also call us if you have a comment, a question, but anything you heard on the show, uh, three, two, one, 76 jerks. Leave us a voicemail. No show next week. Taking the week off. So we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of those two jerks. So for the Sussman, Rick Sussman and the Vu drunk, Chris Vu, I am the <laughs> Tom Alexander. And really, until someone cares enough about this show to consider it all a false flag operation, <laughs> we will remain those two jerks. See you next time. <laughs>